Hey, this is John with Catholic for Rednecks. Thank you for dropping by the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but I'm glad you're here. I was born and raised Southern Baptist right here in Alabama. Then one night, Christmas Eve, 2013, I found myself at a midnight mass, and I never looked back. I love being Catholic. I think it's the greatest thing I've ever found in my life, and I'd like for you to know more about it. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about the Catholic faith, shoot me an email to catholic4rednextpodcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to getting to know you. Just relax and listen to a few episodes. Thank you for coming. It's working, but it's on my phone, which that's fine. Well, that's the only way I can figure out to do it. You gotta take your phone case off and put it in your ring light holder. Yeah, I will. But I'd have to pull it around. I've got my stuff up in the back. I didn't think this would work. So and now I don't have to watch that 10 minute video. How do I do what? How do I address you? What's your uh, name? Because you got like 40 names. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> I have so many. No, I go by Psyche. Psyche, like Psycho? Psyche, like, I don't psycho. know. That's, psycho. Like, that's, that's what Jesus calls me. Called you that? He calls me that. Okay, look here. Tell me your story. Tell me what you want to tell me. It's not that easy. Well, look, I know that you're, the way I met you is you sent me some kind of rebuke or something about, I don't know, the Pope or Latin Mass or something. I don't know what it was. I didn't even look you up, but I posted something. I got about 80 comments. and I, I saw- remember what it was. I didn't, I didn't tap. I just saw something. You said something. I think I I may have said something that upset you. I no. responded. I didn't hear from you for weeks. You asked, no, no, no. So you asked a question like um, about celebrities and their conversion stories. <clears throat> and I was like, actually, nope. Hang on. Let okay. me try. Thank God it wasn't porn. Something just started running on my YouTube. Okay. So, okay, so I think you posted something um, asking about like celebrity conversions and like how authentic people who follow those celebrities and convert after them really are. Okay. And I was like, yeah, you know, it kind of is annoying. Like take Shia LaBeouf for example. Um, Ooh, you know, that. he converted and then everyone's like, whoa, Shia LaBeouf, he converted to Catholicism. Playing Padre Pio, right? And I know he's done some really terrible things, but with me, yes, I, I heard he was a movie star. Yeah, he's an actor. He's a famous actor in Hollywood, and I know he's been in some like really like appealing roles with people who I don't know are a generation. But okay. um, we're being lectured. Hang on, Stephen, my Kentucky buddy is uh, making comments, and they're blocking out your hopes. Unless, <laughs> you know Stephen yet? No, I don't. He's a convert, and I've had him on before, but used to, we couldn't do this on YouTube, so he just sent in his video, and he's wearing a, he's all dressed up in a suit, and doing this Taylor Marshall bit, and that ain't even him. <laughs> from Facebook Live, wearing a white beater and playing his bass and shooting tequila. <laughs> and he'll be preaching. The boy had some talking about the movies, celebrities. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, so, well, with me, when I converted a couple of years ago, um, I was told, like, for a whole year after you get confirmed, like, just be in and just learn. And it, it was kind of frustrating for me because it's like, I mean, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't, have this angle but it's frustrating for me to be told like no just don't share your story just be quiet don't go live don't go public even though I was a like a, a somewhat of a public figure and that's what got me into all of the troubles that I did being told like no not you 
but we okay. want to hear about all these other people, these celebrity people, and these people that have like 8,000 followers. They can tell their stories, but not you. You need to be quiet and you need to learn. But like, people don't even know my story and that they're, they're actually like, I feel like damaging me. I became, I've become resentful of people who tell me like, no, you be quiet. You, you be silent. You just okay. like, I'm getting old and already have attention deficit disorder. So there's another person by your first name and she's on Instagram. I won't mention her name. And she randomly sent me a, a thing saying, Hey, let's do a podcast together. And I said, sure, because I, I had been wanting to start. I'd already started my podcast, but I couldn't find anybody to help me. Mm -hmm. So I said, sure. Cause I was, I was, so we chatted a couple of times about as much as me and you. And then finally I said, well, you know, I ought to Google this chick and find out who she is. Cause sometimes you don't know who you're talking to. Well, I Googled her. Got like a billion followers. She's on all the mainstream news. She was at the Washington thing, you know, the, the January 6th, mm -hmm. what they call the insurrection. They've never been to the Middle East. They call that an insurrection. But she was a part of that in the Army and got into trouble. She wasn't a part of it. She was there. Mm -hmm. She got in trouble with the Army. They made the news. She went back to her Catholic faith. And right away, she started, you know, doing YouTube and all. Good. Okay for her, but not okay for you. Right? Right. I've, I've totally been canceled, silenced. My reputation is just, I mean, I'm in archive.org. So it is beyond me when I see people like that who are still, like, thriving and going and have a following because, like, I'm canceled. I'm not allowed to have a voice. And January 6th was actually pretty terrifying. I wasn't there, but I was on um, Telegram channels when I, I was still kind of involved in, like, um, I'm a former political extremist. So I was still kind of involved in all of that. And when I was in those Telegram chat rooms, there were people asking, like, well, it's going down. Like, should I go there? Should I take this? And I'm like, no, like, don't go there. That doesn't look safe. Don't take that. That's not legal. Like, I realized very quickly that it's all a psyop and it's all set up to demonize a certain type of person. That, that's what she did in the army. She was an uh, intelligence officer. The exact word you used mm -hmm. is, hey, Philippines. I, that's the word she was a psyops officer. Yeah. So something about me in the past. So I was a military wife. And when my husband was getting out of the military, I wanted to go into the military. So I went and I took my ASVAB test out in Atlanta. And um, I scored pretty high, actually. And I was offered every single uh, intelligence and counterintelligence job there was. But I was like, no, I'm going to continue being a wife and a mother. Like, But that option was there for me. And so I don't know. It's it's extremely frustrating to watch like innocent people come under attack when you see I don't know if we should be talking about this but like the administration we have is completely turned upside down. I know. I love Big Brother. I love Big Brother. <laughs> well, and you can tell who the war is on. I mean, I I just it's not a secret. I just lost another job uh, like 2 days before Christmas well, that I had for a week. See, I don't know anything about you except your calves can wear a veil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wear a veil and I make TikToks. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you on TikTok. I've actually used, I've put your TikToks in my short, not my shorts, the shorts of YouTube. I love it. And a lot of people like your stuff. But Good. like, I'm glad it's getting seen because I'm shadow banned completely on what? all levels. I am too. I've been shadow banned forever. But what? Okay, so you got canceled. What were you? Are you a convicted serial killer or something? I mean, no. I really, I don't know. I'm not a felon. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not anything like that. But I have a, a history of 
um, political extremism, which like, is funny it, because I actually came from the left. Um, and then the left, when I was like, when I was opening my eyes to the way I was being treated by these people. Um, Disney. Cheers. Left, leftist Disney. A, a leftist is a what? Oh, yeah. Mickey Mouse ain't Disney left now. Yeah, Disney's actually partnering with Balenciaga, but don't tell me the war on kids doesn't exist. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many things that you talk about. Like, my story is just endless, but I, I, people are like, oh, well, how'd you get indoctrinated? Like, I got indoctrinated by the left. They pushed me to the right. And then uh, the right was absolutely atrocious. Like, I, I understand there is a major problem with <clears throat> terrorists in this country, but they're on both sides, on any side. Like, you can find an extremist in any group, you know? And so for me, like, I, I was living alone. I had been, like, absolutely terrorized and demonized and run through the mud on social media and everything. And I, I'm just like, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm so alone. Like I'm so isolated. And that, that is the whole like agenda of someone who wishes to like separate the lamb from the fold does, you know? And so I was like, where do I go to retrain my mind and to like be nice to myself so I can be nice to other people? Because I was really hurt by all of the hurt that was put onto me by people like, I have no clue who these people are, but they're going to forever rem remember me as, you know, this, this monster. Um, and so I started praying the liturgy of the hours. And yes. I did that for a couple months. And then I... Um, that is that what got you to be a Catholic by praying that? It got me on the right track because what, I was, what what I was a member of a cult and this cult claimed that they were an experiment of the Catholic Church, the OTO. OTO. So, and they hold mass in people's homes in the basements. And then I found myself um, in a cult polygamist family. And that's when the geopolitical sphere got a hold of me and just tore me to shreds from all sides, like men, women, left, right, Catholics. <laughs> and then Catholics were like, we're going to pray for you. And I'm like, okay, sure, like, do it. And I was suffering from so many demonic attacks, though. Like, I, I actually, I did have a minor exorcism right before I was confirmed and that was that was scary. Is, do you see what Stephen's writing in the comments? Yeah, that's exactly what I was a part of, and I I was a member of a family who's pretty prominent in uh, the occult. And when this person was stopped in his tracks. That's kind of like when my whole life blew up because my sister wife basically like, I mean, I, you want to, you want to see why polygamy doesn't work. Like go ahead and look at my ex family and lifestyle. Like it's just, I, I was preyed upon. Like, see, I've heard about the uh, FDLS, the Mormons. It was very similar to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except we didn't wear prairie dresses or anything. We we wore all black. Red you have your hair done when the, the way they wear their hair. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't do that. Was, um, is it Warren Jeff? Warren Jeff? You know who yeah. that is? Yeah, yeah. Like that. It the, he my my cult leader. He was he wasn't into kids. <laughs> Like he was into grown adult females, you know, um, but it, it was like the goal of that to have some wives and to live a, a holy, pious life and to preach about God with the goggles of the OTO on. And so I, I was also ordained. I was an ordained minister. I married a couple. Like I had to confess that as a, a mortal sin, like it was. 
Okay, time out. This is all new to me. So this OTM thing? OTO. O OTO? Yeah. OTO. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of in my life. And you're saying it was like a Catholic cult? It was, it was, it was, it was the Antichrist cult of the Catholic. Like it, it, it tried to mirror what Catholicism had, like bishops, deacons, um, priests, those kinds of roles, I guess. But women were in them. Um, and naked women were on the altar. A naked woman was on the altar instead of the Eucharist, which I didn't even know what the Eucharist was until I um, went to meet with my fathers now. And so I had a lot of deprogramming that the church helped me with, and I wouldn't have been able to get the truth or anything without going to like some really intense counseling sessions and then having a really good sponsor and really good RCIA because like, just like with Protestantism, you know, words can be manipulated and twisted to fit their agenda. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was a whole lot of, plus growing up with a, a tad bit of Protestantism, um, in my life because I was baptized Lutheran and then my parents went to a Baptist church and then they ended up leaving the faith. And then my first husband was a part of the Nazarene church and that's a cult in itself. So I, I always knew like I loved God and I loved Jesus, but I wanted the truth. You know, no one could give that to me. Like they would always tell me like, go to the Bible. And it's like, but the Bible just says, these things and you're going to like the King James Bible and it's not even like the the words that are based on the truth they're lost in translation mm -hmm. you know so yeah no but the liturgy of the hours I wanted to be praying like at set times because I wanted to make sure I had God in my life because I, I was honestly afraid that I had made him turn his back on me, you know, and mm -hmm. that I had messed up and sinned so much that he didn't want me anymore. And so like one of the biggest pieces of advice that it sticks with me today is when my, my priests told me that, no, it's like you are his treasure. He has called you, you know, out of all of that. And so like, I'm sorry to get so emotional, but it really, oh. it really is that deep, you know, like, mm -hmm. It's okay. It really and I suffered for I suffered for a long time with my um I don't even remember what it's called now, just feeling like shame, like absolute shame, you know. It was tough. And so I don't want people to tell me like keep your story to yourself for now. Just learn like that that's hurtful. Talking about these things is proven it's proven to help heal people, you know, and I'm determined. So yeah, right here. That's why <laughs> thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yeah. Tell I mean just whatever you want to say. Um, let me ask you a quick question. So you're raised, you're baptized Lutheran growing up. Mm -hmm. Went to church, Baptist church and all. What particular thing, person or event led you into that auto cult? Auto auto? What the OTO? How did you did somebody knock on your door and invite you, or did you meet somebody online or a billboard? Someone did knock on my door and invite me that I met online. Yeah. Um, yeah, like when I lived in Tampa, I don't know how much I should really talk about, but. Uh, it, it gets a little scary. It does because I lived in Tampa and um, I was contacted by my um, ex-cult leader and he had found me on Facebook when I was into New Age, occult crystals, witch stuff, uh, tarot, those kinds of disgusting satanic things. And um he contacted me and he asked me if I would do some spell work for him. And he came over to my house that day, not once, but like three times. And, um, I,
described in a ball and what I saw was biblical and he sang in Latin and I heard like the archangels um, names when he was singing and stuff and he stood behind me and he was a 33 degree mason and um, like it's it's not good it's the darkest of the dark magic that I was involved in and um when people found out I was affiliated with him, like my, my life was over. Like I was terrorized by mm-hmm. uh, hey, physical, uh, but physical and spiritual demons. Like they, they left me with ball. With what? Ball. <laughs> the, the devil ball. B-A-A-L. He does exist. And oh, he would stand we, in the corner. Bell. I thought the name was Bell. Well, I call him Ball. Man. You call him Ball, we call him Bale. Yeah, Bale, Ball, whatever, Satan, uh, the evil one, they yeah. are all in the same realm. Yeah. So, yeah, I I got into that stuff and became, uh, like, isolated more and more and more, like, as my days went on. But I became more sad and unhappy, you know, I've literally I've lost all my friends. I have no friends from my past and all the friends I make now in my future, they're all Catholic and they're all like, I, I'm very cautious about who I'm friends with because people don't always have the right intention when they see someone who's vulnerable and learning, you know. Right. So you've been Catholic two years. Two years. What drew you, what was it about the Catholic Church or whatever? What what was drawing you? What appealed to you? I, I loved the structure and discipline of it. I love that there is clear and concise rules and doctrines written about it. Um, I love the smells and the sounds of it and the looks of it. Like, I... I remember walking into my um, parish in Cedar Rapids for the very first time. Uh, I just called on a whim and I was like, hi, can I tour the church? I'd never been into a Catholic church. And they were like, absolutely sure. And so they met me like two minutes later, they met me at the doors and the man, he goes, oh, I have something for you. And he handed me a miraculous medal. And then he's like, oh, are you ready to go in now? And I just, I went in and I opened those doors and I was just an Oh, like it was like heaven for me mm-hmm. but it was just a little sliver of it and I had no clue how beautiful things would be become and so um the next the following week I went to Latin mass which they don't make it easy to get to Latin mass it was at 7 a.m on a Tuesday mm-hmm. morning and I showed up and I was greeted by all of these wonderful women and they were just the kindest people that I'd ever like I I didn't know that people were genuinely that nice and kind until I went to Catholic Church and (laughs) people weren't kind and nice to me before you know so it was like whoa these people are being nice to me like do I even deserve this you know and so I I struggled with feeling worthy for a very long time and I I think I still do um but it's getting a lot easier, you know, like I, I belong there. I'm chosen to be there. God wants me there. Um, you know, blessed are those who are called to the supper of the lamb. Like I love (laughs) Novus Ordo. I love extraordinary form. Like I love it all choir, my sponsors, like you guys, people who I meet that, you know, like you guys don't even know me, but uh, you know, people, people pray, you know, yeah. Catholics pray for each other and we're all one family. And so, yeah, being drawn to something that was, that's this big, you know, and people are praying these same prayers and mass of all hours of the day, all around yeah. the world. That's so special, you know, and all the holy relics that we hold on to in the church. Like, it's just, how can anyone deny it? You know, it's funny. You mentioned the lit. I always get this word messed up in my mouth. Liturgy. Liturgy. Liturgy of the hours. It's funny you mention that because about a year ago, somehow I found out about that. That Mm -hmm. there's this 24-hour prayer that Mm -hmm. most priests 
friars, monks, hermits, nuns, that they prayed these prayers, and some priests had to pray them at certain hours. Yeah. All their life. Yeah. And the people that do this, it's like there's a continuous prayer of the church going up. Yeah, it never stops. Anywhere. I couldn't find And I went up to, uh, you ever heard of the, um, there's a there's a grotto in a place called Coleman, Alabama. It's called Avadrato. Maybe. I don't know. There's so many places, but I like I haven't really left my little area. Well, I yet. went up there to to because I didn't know what it was. Was it uh, was it a booklet? Was it, I didn't know what it was. I kept hearing about it. Uh, the divine office is what I heard it called. Then I heard it called Liturgy of the Hours. Then mm-hmm. I I heard all these names. I even sent my pastor, Father Jerebic, and asked him. And he went, He said he wasn't familiar with it. I'm like, you're, you're a canon judge. <laughs> right? You do the Latin mass. You wear a funny hat. The you know, like <laughs> Russian-looking hats. Why is it? And yeah, Beretta. He's got all these degrees and speaks all these languages. I don't know much about it. Well, I kept Googling and Googling and Googling. And then I found out it was a set of books that mm-hmm. cost hundreds. And I said, well, I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars on something I'm going to give up after three or four weeks. Right. But, but I found out this dude up in Boston, he's a convert. Mm-hmm. He started singing the thing. Oh, really? Singing the hours. And every day, like two and three times a day, every day, I'll send you the link. Okay. He sings it himself. And I listened to it this morning. And I, st- I finally found him during Holy Week. And me and my wife was listening. And we just got hooked on it. Because it's like you can turn it on at bedtime. And it mm-hmm. just clears out your your mind. It's like nice. it's taking a bath or something. So it's, that's what it is, the Liturgy of the Hours. So it's just amazing that you mentioned that. Yeah. Well, when I, when I first, um, someone else was praying it. Uh, actually, it, it was actually my, yeah, someone else was praying it. And so I got the book. And when I was Googling it, I did see that there were so many volumes and it was so expensive. And I was like, how am I going to do this? But then I found this. It, it's a book for the laity. Um, let me get it really quick. Hold on. While she's gone, I'm going to go use the bathroom. Just kidding. Okay. As a joke to the millions of you watching. I have a friend that's I have a friend that's an evangelist. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian televangelist. And I used to hang out with him all the time. And he applied to his own meetings, right? And I take him to the airport and he'd always make me stop to get him a bottle of Gatorade. Yeah. Before he got on this plane, and he would open the Gatorade and pour it out and put the lid back. I was like, what are you doing? He said, I got to clean out my bathroom. <laughs> that's he a good thing. And I'm going to have to go, and that's his bathroom. So oh, I was thinking about, you know, if you're doing stuff like this, you can't go. It'd be neat if you had. Right, Never. right. You got to be ready. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so this is my liturgy of the hours, liturgy. And um, there you go. And you got that online? I got this at the Catholic gift shop at one of the parishes in my city, which is actually where I sell my art at because it's one of the only places that will employ me. <laughs> That's your art behind you? What was that? Right, the stuff behind you. Did you draw that? Oh, yeah. This is some of my art. I have so much art. Yeah, this one right here was used on um, the Catholic radio show, uh, the Catholic radio station, KMMK. Um, They use that on their Christmas card to donors. So lots and lots of people have seen my work. They just don't know it's mine. Like, they probably don't like Psyche Invictus, but they've seen my artwork, which is funny and they love it. So 
I like, I like that one right there. Is that her hand? Pieta. Yeah. Yeah, this one I painted last year. It took me like all winter. And I love it too. I just start, look, keep talking about your testimony. I got to go get something. Okay. okay. <laughs> Talk to everybody about becoming Catholic. And I'll be right back. I'm okay. not going to the bathroom. I got to get something. Okay. So do you guys want to see the painting that I'm working on currently? Uh, I got to undo this really quick. Um, I'm trying to do like a big piece a year, I guess. So it's also my music room. It's kind of messy, but here we go. I'm working on the innocence. Uh, his forehead's giving me some issues, but... It's fine. Oh, uh, here's another one. This is actually a vision that I had. I was given from Jesus. So I don't know. Here's some more. You had a vision. I see myself with Jesus a lot, and people. I don't know. I I used to call myself. I used to identify as like a seer, but then. Um, I guess, I don't know, you're not supposed to identify as that unless you're, like, a nun or a sister. Have you thought about being... Faustina. St. <laughs> Faustina. I don't know. But I... I do. <laughs> Ediana. Thank Ediana. you. See, I'm trying to figure out how to sell my prints. Oh, that's cool. Did you make that? No. I can't draw a stick man. Oh. Brian, my son, Catholicism. Oh, nice. Um, there's probably a thousand different pictures in this picture. Mm -hmm. And he's got hundreds of them. He even got hired by the University of Alabama. Mm -hmm. All this stuff in their library. So he went to their library. He does murals, but can you see any of the details? That's amazing. It's kind yeah, of weird stuff. He quit. He quit drawing it, but um, it's got all this symbolism because he did this stuff when he was little, mm -hmm. and he's got all these um, paintings of skulls with the brains and light bulbs in them, and all. I don't know what it is. It's uh -huh. my I've got oh, where you got for me. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a whole um like lookbook of my old sketches and stuff. Some of them I gave to the priest and had them destroyed, but like really? I have some interesting things to say the least. So I'm trying to stick to just Catholic stuff and to painting like the old masters like William Adolphe or Bougarois. I. I'm not French. Can't say his name. He's my favorite artist. He's the original painter of the Pieta and the Innocence. And then this one was a statue, is a statue at St. James Cathedral out in Washington. Mm -hmm. And so I actually I took a black and white picture of it and I put it on a protest poster that was for um, keeping like trans people out of the middle school bathrooms, right? Grown adults yeah. out of the children's bathrooms, right? So I went to a protest for that, put her their picture on it, and I put on, um, like, school choice, not predator's choice, because parents should have the right to pick what schools their kids go to if they're going to impose these, like, disgusting laws on children, right? Mm -hmm. And so then, like, it got, when I, I, when I rolled up at the protest the organizer of it was like you need to leave you are not here like this image of mary and jesus caused so much chaos and i'm there with my my family you know like my infantry vet husband ex-husband because we're going through an annulment so technically we're still married but he's my ex-husband he is like standing behind me like laughing and i'm like i'm not leaving this is a public area and a public protest and I sit out there on the corner with my Mary sign I handed out a bunch of prayer cards like you're not making me leave because the image of Mary and infant Jesus so I painted it and forever it will be we'll what about it. that uh, 
Mary triggers so many people, especially right. Christians. I know. It's they so funny. They, I mean, really, I'm not, I don't mince words. Mm-hmm. It's such a disdain. They had a disgust they have for her. And I had it myself. You know, I was raised Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. Anytime I saw something Catholic or or heard about something like the Hail Mary, I was instantly offended. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why. Well, why, because why Protestants was... are taught that, you know, we're taught that. And then it, it's crazy because we're supposed to respect the family unit, the nuclear family. But if you don't respect a mother, then you don't respect women. And if people don't understand, you know, how to get Christ, how to get to Christ through Mary, like Mary is always pointing to Jesus. She's never pointing at herself. She is saying, follow my son. Look at him. Here he is. You know, if people don't recognize and understand that, then they have something purely, it's purely evil, you know, but it's easy to get rid of just some education there. Yeah. I mean, I love her, but yeah. why is it that they, and I hate using the word Protestant because nobody knows what that means anymore. Right. But it's like, except for Christmas time. I mean, when Christmas comes, Mary's okay. Well, because they're all like playing Mary, did you know on repeat? And all I the Catholics are like, that. yes. Can't stand that song, you know? But um, it's just amazing how they'll hit the pause button. Mm-hmm. Pause on the Mary hate, pause on the statues, pause on the images, oh, all these, oh, Christmas trees. I was talking to my friend Eric, I don't know if he's watching or not, but I remember being back, I was raised Baptist and hearing this guy, I don't know if I was at church or my mom listened to um, Christian TV day and night. Okay, she's Baptist. <laughs> But she watched TV day and night, Benny Hinn and Jimmy Swagger, Jim Baker, all these televangelists. Mm-hmm. And somebody got in there talking about how Christmas trees were a form of idol worship and of the devil. Now, this is, you know, in a Baptist. <laughs> God made the trees, though, so the baubles will go burn. Like They tell you to go to Jeremiah 10, so you go to Jeremiah chapter 10. And it talks about how these people cut the trees down and decorate them and bring them in their house and their temple and worship them, right? And it's funny because every time I post anything Catholic of the mass or mm-hmm. picture on TikTok, Instagram, wherever I post them, I always get these morons that that want to quote Exodus where it says not to buy, don't make any images of anything in heaven or earth and bow down and worship them. Then the very next verse it says, but you can make make these images, you know, like the seraphim and the wings and the Ark of the Covenant and all that. And I'm just wondering, why don't they read the whole chapter? Right, right, right. They, they won't because sola scriptura, like, and it's funny that they would refer you back to the Bible and not actually explain and interpret what God really was saying. You know, they just give their own Protestant. Okay. Back to the Protestant thing. And people don't know what Protestants are though. I got to plug my phone in. Um, one moment. Cause we got to talk about that. I think. The easy word is a Protestant is someone that's not Catholic. That's the easy word. Well, Protestants don't even realize that they're Protestant. Like I'll talk yeah, to one and not. I'll and I'll be like, you know, well, you're you're Protestant view. They're like, I'm not Protestant, but like, yeah, you are yeah, you, you are. fall under that umbrella term of the four hundred and some other thousand denominations of Protestantism that there are because you're either Catholic or Protestant, atheist, Buddhist, Muslim, Islamic, you are not like, and don't even get me started on people mixing like new age terms with Catholicism. Like those things don't mix. Like it's gross, but people have a total huge following. Like, like if you say, uh, 
I don't want to say it because then I'll like really be calling people out. Well, first of all, you can't put any other term before Catholic. Because if I'm doing something new age as a Catholic, I want to know about it. I already got cheered out for going to yoga. I told <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Before I don't yeah, go anymore. Stretching I mat. Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yoga is all about worshiping yourself, and it's totally <laughs> satanic. Uh, for, well, yoga at the cat yoga class at Saint at Saint Mark. Oh, there's a there's a yoga class down in like a church in in Florida that's Catholic. But there's also a church down in Florida that I had to go to that was closed on um, Juneteenth. Yeah. Like, that's that's big. political things and you need to stay in your lane with the Catholic church. Like, how is that? It's the oldest church in Florida in Tampa. I know I, I was disgusted, but I never seen a fire before. So that was cool. I mean, what, what are some new age terms that, us, we Catholics have don't look. I make people mad all the time. Okay, I'm about to rock the boat. Just, then. What is something that's that some Catholics do that comes from the other side we may not be aware of? Holding hands when you pray. I've heard Stop raising your hands during the Our Father, people. Keep them like this. Don't raise them and don't grab your partner's hand next to you and raise them and mimic the priest. Like, please keep your hands like this during the Our Father. All right. Um, like, okay, so hippies and Catholicism, please tell me how those things mix because they don't. And labels totally matter. I don't go around identifying as a the the uh, antique nationalist term that you know people want to demonize me with um, because it's very important that I identify as a child of God and everything that I do, including what I label myself as, is going to be a reflection of what Jesus has done to me. And never ever would I give glory to something that you know happened in the '60s. Like um, hippies are associated with Eastern spirituality mostly so i mean to call yourself a hippie and practice catholicism is cringe what about saying you're a redneck catholic whatever you're a redneck you're a redneck i'm a yankee that's fine like but these are geopolitical terms of the world you know you know what people um have the uh, screen name catholic for rednecks i've gotten Emails from people that are brown, mm-hmm. not not African Americans that I live with. Mm-hmm. Brown people from India, Pakistan—they don't know what that means. They, right. they of some kind of all oh, white racist hillbilly wearing a white beater and all that. Yeah, yeah. But, and so I think it was a really good thing that you actually changed your channel to be more encompassing for like uh, more people, I guess, because like, I understand like the Catholics for rednecks, but redneck is associated with uh, like certain narrative, you know, and people are going to think you're ignorant and you're this like hillbilly of the hills or something <laughs> like. But I am. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, look <laughs> out my window. <laughs> no, I, I, but I, I mean, yeah, I, it, it can get confusing. But yeah. if you want to be taken seriously, you know, like just. Stephen, I think that the, the screen name, the name cat rednecks hurts my algorithms. I think I think you're right. I mean, people when I, I was associated with what I was, they thought I was some like person from below the Mason Dixon associated with these like stupid people <laughs> because you of know, what what it was. And I mean, I, I don't know. I love rednecks and I love Yankees. I love people. I'm Catholic. Everybody's deserving of love you know you don't have to like everyone but you gotta love everyone so i know what state you're in okay i won't mention your state you can oh i'm in iowa it's okay Okay. i'm like docs everyone knows where i am it's fine (laughs) you know what i think of when i think of iowa 
corn, cows, hills, nothing. Cornfields and those neo-Nazi movies in the 80s. Yeah. Berenger. Do you remember the Tom Berenger movie? No, I don't. But... You don't remember Tom Berenger? He's a movie star. He's not big anymore. No, but... I I don't watch a lot of TV. Like, I have a TV, but I don't. I watch no TV. I'm busy, like, painting and making rosaries. And even when I was little, like, I just, I was outside playing. Like, I, I'm really behind with movie stars and actors. What's Dick Tracy saying? Tom You're familiar with Tom Excel, the term redneck is, and now it's gone. Uncalled person. Let me tell you what it is, okay? Okay, do you know what a redneck is? Well, I thought a redneck was someone who worked outside and got sunburned. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it's got a history to it. For everybody around here, redneck, we use the term here. Mm -hmm. so we say, he's country. And yeah. make fun of each other the way we talk. Right. And they'll say, oh, she's, she's so country, not knowing your country sounding yourself. Right. If you're countrywide, though, like, <laughs> you go, to, go to Indiana and stop at a drive through, they can't understand you. Right, right. Or, or even in like Southern Illinois, it's a completely different place than. Hard that. But yeah. for California, and try to order in a restaurant. They don't know what I'm saying. And when right. I've been to England, when we, we used to go to England a lot, we'd go to a club, we'd have a crowd of people around us. And they would just name words for us because they thought we were, you know, all funny. So, right. but a redneck, the word the word comes from, and I know you don't, probably nobody wants to know, but Ireland, Okay, was used to be separate from England, and England became Protestant. Mm -hmm. Ireland was Catholic, so the northern part of Ireland stayed loyal to the crown to England mm -hmm. and went Protestant with King Henry. So you got Northern Ireland and you got England that are Anglican, King Henry, Protestant, Church of England. They went like that to the Pope. They gave mm -hmm. the Pope and Rome the finger, okay? Mm -hmm. The people in Ireland and the people that stayed Catholic in England, guess what they were called? They were wow. called rednecks because the red was the color of the cardinals. Mm. It was the color of Catholic Church. So they were called rednecks because of the Catholic garb. They were loyal. They were loyal to Rome, even though they were in England or Ireland. Those people migrated to America mm -hmm. over time. When they got to America, when they migrated and found the Appalachians, mm -hmm. they said, hey, this looks like home. <laughs> they settled the Appalachians. Right. Well, I got all the fog. Like, wow. fog. <laughs> uh, all the fog. Yeah. Yeah. So they were called rednecks. So I'm not a racist, but I can see where other people outside of the beautiful South, the glorious, beautiful South, mm -hmm. I can see where they would see Catholic for rednecks would probably to them sound like Catholic for Nazis. Right. Catholic for hippies, Catholic for pornos, Catholics for what's the incense? What's that? Incels? The guys that Catholics for Catholic for incels? Yeah, I can see where somebody would see that on a podcast and say, WTF. Yeah, well that's because you have all of this confusion and chaos in the geopolitical world. Like I didn't know that that was a redneck. That's where the term redneck originated from. But, like, I just associate that with, like, the worldly thing here in America, which America is much different from any of these other countries. Like, I tell people about some of the things happening here, and they're like, wow, that would never happen in my country. But then 
I don't know. They have like so their political parties, like their political parties of um alternative choices, actually m- mirror opposite of what ours are. Like it's it's crazy. Like over here, we're all about um rights for like the the left like lgbtq rights people are heavily involved in that but over like in the uk they're still their their left is not about that their left is they persecute those kinds of people like it's crazy you talk about the alt-right here and it's all about white supremacy well you talk about the alt-right in israel and it's all about murdering christians and people don't get that so that's the other thing is like you cannot be a jewish catholic i actually got into it on instagram with the man the jewish catholic and i mean he he exposed his his himself very nicely what what do you mean by a jewish catholic what does that mean because i don't know that they still practice Old Testament things, that they don't identify as a Catholic. They still hold on to um, their, like... Yeshua? Are you talking about those people that say Yeshua? I don't know. I know that these are the people that cancel me, for sure. And I know that I... I well, hate the Antichrist, and I love Jesus, so I'm not going to stop about it. <laughs> there's a Pentecostal church near here that a lot of my wife's family got involved with in the, I guess, the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it was Pentecostal. You know, they talked in tongues and jumped pews and got slain in the spirit, all that stuff. And But they got to where they was really, really, really wrapped up into Israel and the Mosaic Law. And then the next thing you know, it's kind of getting all mixed together and we're getting all these things from the Old Testament put in their house and instead of saying Jesus they're saying Yeshua and mm-hmm. all that stuff and before you know it none of them were I didn't even know who they were anymore it's like they went off into like the Sabbath Sabbat and celebrate and not having they just went completely crazy right right but they were Catholic right they well, all left the Catholic Church then they became Pentecostal. That's what mm-hmm. I call them. Then they got into this Jewish stuff, and now they're not even in church. And after me for being Catholic, I got about three of them banned and blocked. <laughs> A lot of them. But I'm like, how could you leave the Catholic church to go to that nut house church you go to? Yeah, like that's going backwards. Church. That's not what? what Jesus wanted you to do. Like, if people knew the truth that Jesus started the Catholic Church in 33 AD and he is not Jewish anymore, then people wouldn't be Jewish. But people want to say, no, like God is the oh, you you can't get re- forgiveness from God. So now we have to go around and make everyone apologize for what happened so many 70, 60 years ago. And like, no, like that inherited trauma ends with me mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i'll i don't know it's just tell you this real quick we're at um when i was dating my wife she's italian okay well her mother's side's italian her dad's side's a redneck okay mm-hmm. so but she hung out with her italian family that's who she identified with They were all just like Stephen just said, holy rollers. All right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to make fun of them, but I I was a holy roller. Man, that's some crazy, crazy stuff at church. And I would go to church with my wife, and she went to, I think it was an assembly of God. It Mm -hmm. may have called Grace Chapel, Assembly of God. And the pastor there ended up marrying us. His name's mm-hmm. David Rayleigh. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen the man since I said I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they were wonderful people and they genuinely loved God. Mm-hmm. And when they'd have church, man, it was, I was born, born and raised Southern Baptist. And we had to dress up for church. 
proper, everything was proper, and you couldn't bring your black friends to church. Oh, mm. hell no. We did that once. We brought our black friends to church at the Baptist church, and we got physically, they got physical with us and told us. Well, that's terrible. Actually, these old deacons grabbed us by the arms, shook us, and said, don't you ever bring one of those again to church. That's how I was raised. So I go to Pentecostal church, dating my wife, because that's where she wanted to go. I didn't want to go. Yeah. The time I went, I got scared because they were <laughs> hollering and yelling and running speed laps. And they had their hair all pretty. And next thing, it's, they're shaking their hair out and they're playing. I mean, it was just wild. And I would go sit out on the on the porch. Mm -hmm. I'd tell them, I go bathroom. I'd go outside, sit on the porch, and go, man, I got to get out of this. This place is crazy. But then I got <laughs> to it. Yeah. I used to it. And mm -hmm. we went over to her aunt's house, and she's probably going to watch this. Hey, Auntie. <laughs> and we went over to her house, and she's got all this Italian family. They're all, they love God. There's no doubt they love Jesus. They're, they love Jesus. But they all had left the Catholic Church because one of them got the Holy Ghost. And once one of them got the Holy Ghost, they all wanted to go get the Holy Ghost. Because they were tired, I guess, of the rituals and the religion. So I go over to her house after church. And I'm just dating the girl, right? I don't want me no Pentecostal. But she's going that way. And we're sitting at the table. And I'm trying to be nice. You know, you got to be on your best behavior. They already didn't like me because I wasn't Italian. And I wasn't Pentecostal. So they didn't like me. And I'm sitting there. And they started talking about how wonderful it was to be free in Christ and out of the Catholic Church and out of the bondage and out of all this stuff and just being able to go right to Jesus with your sins, which ain't even in the New Testament. They're, they're going on and on. And then they got real, started talking about the Catholic Church. And then they all got quiet. And I, I'm not exaggerating. They were going like this. All of them, and they're getting teary-eyed. And then one of them said, you know, there's a lot of stuff I miss about being Catholic. Well, like said, the confession booth? <laughs> Chris, they were talking about the Eucharist. You know, they really honor the, the Eucharist, and, they, and there was such reverence. And mm -hmm. they all started talking about this stuff about the Catholic Church that they missed. They just got through bashing it. Now they're getting all teary-eyed and sterile. We, we miss the reverence. We miss the Eucharist and all that. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, y'all sure sound like you love being Catholic. Right, Maybe go back. Catholic. Right. So it just made an impression on me. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, you're fine. You're fine. That, that's, I mean, that's a typical Protestant. You know, my... Someone very close to me and my family grew up in the Catholic Church and then left because they just weren't well formed and catechized. And um, it's it's kind of a challenge to be around that person because of their persecution. They've went and joined a Protestant church and they think like they think they're ex-Catholic, but like you're you're never gonna not be Catholic. It's a mark for eternity. Um, but you will be out of grace with God. And so it, it's it breaks my heart when I hear people left the church and then they miss it. Like you are just one confession away from coming back into the family and that's where God wants you. Hey let me yeah. tell you something. something I've noticed my wife is a hospice she works in the hospice industry. And something I've noticed is how many of these people on their deathbed that left the Catholic Church years ago and mm -hmm. now they're Methodist or whatever, you know who they call when it's time to go see Jesus? Yeah, a priest. They call that priest. And they get those Imagine, though, missing out on all of that time when we have one shot to live and live for God. And that is literally our only purpose here is to tell other people about him and where we're spending eternity at. And like, you missed out on that. Like, I, 
I mourned for my 33 years that I wasn't Catholic. Like, what did I do with myself? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I can't imagine not hearing last rites. I, I can't imagine departing this world with like all the sin attached, you know, and I, I pray that I'm not in a position where that happens to me. Like I, I, mm, no, I need those sacraments. Thanks. Right. And so you got, you became Catholic at what age? Uh, I was 33 when I took off my like Mjolnir, my pagan symbol and was like, yeah, this is, this isn't working out. What do you call it a what? A Mjolnir. It's the hammer. The the it was. It, I identified as pagan. I didn't identify as Christian before. So that's super important for people to know. Like I was a pagan because I didn't want to identify with uh, Baptists or Nazarenes or anything like that because I had rejected all of them. I went through all those groups and was like, they're wrong. Like something about that stinks. It's off. Like no thanks. Like they called me a black sheep. You can't like interpret a bible verse for me like i'm not gonna go through and memorize all of this and not understand what it means like i need i needed the holy spirit to really like come and lead me and that wasn't happening in any group i had been in so i identified as pagan because i rejected christianity and then the catholics online found me and one of them was like my sole life purpose is to it's going to be to pray for you and your conversion. And I was like, okay, well, keep praying there, buddy. And <laughs> then it happened. And I, I remember messaging them and it, it was an account like free Europa V5. Like it, they have been canceled for other times. And I, I, I remember messaging them back and I was like, Hey, guess what? <laughs> yeah. Your prayers have been answered. And I Perhaps. just, I felt bad all that time I was persecuting Catholics. Like, they're gross. They're evil. Like, I'd see them when I would be doing work at, like, the Florida House in Tallahassee. I'd see them come and bless people. And I'd be like, that's disgusting. Like, keep that away from me. And Everybody, stuff in the Bible they don't want anything to do with. Right. Oh, that's too Catholic. What's in your Bible? Holy water Bible. Ashes is in your Bible. Mm-hmm. confessions in your bible yeah i just i don't get it no more but you know what you waited till you were in your 30s mm-hmm. i waited till i was 50 half oh. a, half a hundred years before yeah. i woke up but i didn't know i didn't know anything about what the catholic church really believed i only heard heard stuff Protestant lies, really. Just heard stuff all my life, mm-hmm. but I never knew till till I actually went to mass with my wife. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of it, like you said, when you walked in, the beauty of that Catholic Church and and what they were doing, the the unity, everybody mm-hmm. kneeling, getting up, kneeling. It was just like these people have something. I mean, it wasn't chaos like at the other right. Church. Right. There's an order to it. And yeah. And, um, that, that's really like the calmness and the order that was a bonus for me because like anywhere else it is chaos, finding information and finding the truth. And, um, I never actually went to a Catholic to learn about Catholicism. You know, I always believed all these other Protestant lies and what people would Mm -hmm. tell me Catholic was, and then I started talking to Catholics or I, I think maybe it was I Googled like um, the church. I Googled what church did Jesus start? Because I had saw like memes and I was like, these have to be like lies. He didn't start the Catholic church. But then I learned like the Greek translation of Catholicism was universal. And that's God left the keys to Peter right on the rock of Antioch and said, start my churches. And he said, I'll start 10,000. And OK, so there's a church not far from here where uh, it's called Antioch and it's where all of the Protestant evangelicals who are in the geopolitical Christian sphere, they attend that church. And so I try and stay so clear and far away from those people. Like they, they might have their heart in the right place, but at the end of the day, they're no different from a demon to me. Like absolutely no different. I'm sorry because you're leading like people down these dark, holes you know like in the name of being pro-life and 
all that. Like you, we saw what happened to um, Frank Pavone, right? He he lost his, um, like he honestly he belongs in Antioch, being a preacher there. Like I want I want nothing to do with Protestant evangelicals and people. People don't realize that Catholics and evangelicals are different, even though the word to evangelize. Right. To evangelize means, yeah, to go out and spread the word of God. But like Catholics evangelize in a very like gentle and soft way where the evangelists are out marching in the streets, protesting. Catholics are actually, you know, at adoration or at processions or at their at mass, you know, we're not. Well, some of us are out like in front of Planned Parenthood, you know, doing 40 days for life. Um, but not having like major political opinions on opponents who claim to be Catholic, but they're not, you know, like, no. well, psycho, I mean, psyche, <laughs> psyche, right? Psyche, psyche. Yeah. Did you know what I'm going to call you off camera, right? Don't do that. I used to get called like strike because I'm I am a, I'm pretty zealous, and so the alt right would call me strike, and um, my ex boyfriends who don't like me they call me psycho. They're all in federal prison right now. So who really is a psycho? It's like I call you psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I didn't realize this was going to work. Cool. Well, Let it works. Work, but I hope this takes because I'll save this. And people can watch it later. So you're the very first live guest in cool. the history, in the history of this channel where it worked. I can't well, I'm glad we got it figured out. Like I wasn't expecting this. And then two minutes before, I'm like, I should probably like do my makeup or something. Yeah, I don't have, look, look, I didn't even get my eyes done. And I forgot <laughs> the stuff that makes your gray go away. Right, right. You know, I put my, put my hair piece on. I mean, I was... I was totally unprepared. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. All right. Uh, yep. Well, I'm glad you didn't block me. Oh, um, why? No, I wouldn't block you. Okay. How do you turn this off? Do you know? I I have no clue, but do I do hope I, you figure it out. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to be sitting here. I'm just like tapping. How do they do it on? Maybe like, push the X up there. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Bye. God bless you. I had fun. See ya. Bye.